everyone! Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adaranti, and joining me today on the podcast is my friend Catherine. Hey, y'all! And, <laughs> and my other friend, Amanda. Hello! And Amanda's baby, Remy, is here today as well. So if you hear Hello. any... <laughs> He is the cutest baby in the world. The cutest baby. But if you hear any little sounds of gurgling over there, that's just it's our It's not a rest. ghost. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if it's Remy or not. <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so Amanda Amanda just wanted to say hi. She doesn't want to talk to any of you at all. But, <laughs> but Catherine's here because Catherine has some really good ghost stories that I'm super, I haven't heard them yet. So I have a lot of really good ghost stories. I'm very excited. I haven't heard any of them yet. So I told Amanda a couple of them and she got scared. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. Um, Yeah. And I have three, like, I don't have any more of my own stories to tell. So I have three stories that people wrote in to me. So I have one from a girl named Amanda. Cool. One from a girl named Ellie and one from a girl named Michaela. And then I have the hometown haunt and we'll tell your story. So I think that just because I'm like OCD diagnosed, by the way. Um, oh, that jealous. Will do- <laughs> I'm undiagnosed. <laughs> but that I'll do two of the ones that wrote in. Then we'll go over your stories. Okay. And then I'll do, or how many stories do you have? Like a Um, lot? It's just like collectively, there's a lot of things that happened over like, uh, say a good, well, three or four years. Okay. Okay. So not like a ton, but. um, Okay. They just kind of flow into one another. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do two. I'll read two of the hometown or two of the uh, listener submitted ones. And then we'll do yours, and then okay. I'll do the last listener and the hometown, because then it's two, one, and two. Cool. And it works. Okay. So, so we will – anyway, how was your guys' week, by the way? <laughs> Today was a snow day, so it was excellent, because oh. I didn't do anything. My work doesn't care about our safety. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go. No, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> we always say that. that no, no, no. We say it like a lot of the people that I work with are like, oh, it's because we don't care about our safety. But literally it's because, as everyone knows, because I talk about it on every episode, I work in car insurance. And yeah. it's like, this is the busiest day of the year. So like, <laughs> we have to be there. All right. Okay. We'll just start with Amanda's story. <laughs> so Amanda got to me on Twitter and she said, I just started listening into your podcast. I'm an idiot. Same. So I listen to podcasts from the most recent to the oldest. I don't do that. Again, it's OCD. I would never do that. Um, I'm pretty sure most people do the opposite. Yep, that's okay, though. We still like her. Uh, Anyhow, I live in the Central Valley of uh, California in a city known mostly for its crime rate. The speed freak killers actually natived the area, and many of their victims were from my city. I've never heard of the speed freak killers. Me either, but it sounds intriguing. And we're obsessed with true crime. I love true crime. So I'll have to Google this after today. (laughs) Uh, Good thing you're here. Good thing they're in the States. Um, So I guess my city has that going for it. (laughs) Anyways, I have many paranormal experiences, and I'm not entirely sure if it's 
that my family, mainly my sister and I, are being followed by these spirits or if just everywhere I freaking move is haunted. I have a lot of stories, but I'll start with the most recent. Hi, Ren. My in-laws recently purchased a home or a house for us to rent from them. The house is gorgeous and has been remodeled by both previous owners. The first owner was a former teacher who ended up having a heart attack and dying. It's unclear if she was at home at the time. The owner after her was looking to sell the house immediately and sold the house for under market value to my in-laws. In the backyard, however, he planted a tree for his friend who was killed in Palestine. His reasons for selling the house so quickly and for much less is because he wanted to move back to Jerusalem or somewhere like that. He left a lot of the furniture and appliances, so we got kind of lucky, right? Wrong! After She put that in all caps. After about a month of living there, I started to feel like I was constantly being watched. The house has a lot of windows, and even though it's in a great area, I have made it a habit to always close the shutters as soon as it gets dark, because that's when the eerie feeling seeps in. I have two kids, a toddler and a soon-to-be 10-year-old. The 10-year-old wakes up at 7 for school, so I wake up at 6 so I can get ready first. One morning, it was still dark out, and I came out of my room and looked up from my phone to see a tall, dark figure with a round middle midsection standing against the wall near my daughter's room. I know it wasn't in my head because it then moved. It raised its arm, and I quickly fumbled to turn my flashlight on my phone, and it was gone. I let the incident slide without sharing it with my husband because he doesn't believe in that sort of stuff. Your husband sounds stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But it, <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> left me feeling really bad I felt like the feeling you get in your gut that something bad is about to happen well one night my husband irritated my soul so I left the room and went to watch American Dad in the living room I watch American I watch American Dad anytime I get creeped the fuck out from my recliner I can see through my kitchen into the dining room and as I'm watching TV something caught my eye I looked down into my dining room and I saw the same figure walk across the front of my dining table, then back towards our den. I freaked the fuck out, left the TV on, and just went to my bedroom, closing my door behind me. I haven't seen anything since, but to be perfectly honest, I don't look up in the dark anymore. And unless I'm asleep, I don't let myself be in the dark. And I have... American Dad on every single... She really likes American Dad. And I have American Dad on every single night as I fall asleep. My sister is really sensitive to spirits and gets plagued with horrible dreams and haunted situations. She openly admitted that when she stays the night at my house, she has these dreams and feels constantly uncomfortable, especially in my daughter's room. I haven't said anything to my daughter. My husband thinks my eyes are playing tricks on me and said I'm just putting too much thought into it. But I know what I saw. And my sister has confirmed my feelings. We plan on getting together with her friend who has a strong belief in spirits to evict the spirit from my uh, house per advice I got from my friend who is a psychic. Even now, just talking about it has my stomach clenched so tight. Whatever this is in my house, it isn't sending off good vibes. Uh, Again, so sorry this is so long. I didn't even give all the details, just footnotes. So thank you, Amanda. Wow, that's crazy. I know. <clears throat> I, I will say, though, I, a lot of similar kind of things that, like, the dreams and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that stuff was happening to me, too. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear mm-hmm. this. Ooh. Okay. The next one is from Ellie, and she starts. Okay. So first of all, let me properly introduce myself. My name is Ellie, and I'm from Rhode Island in the U.S. I've always wanted to go there. 
I have an experience I encountered this week and I'm not this week and I'm not too insh- I'm not too sure what to make out of it. So I recently moved into my sister's old apartment. She moved out to move to New York and I moved in. Everything has been perfectly fine up until this past Easter. I was home alone in the shower and I continued to hear a squeaky noise. The first couple times I heard it, I figured it was my feet against the tub or something. Anyway, uh, or however, when I turned the shower off and was completely still, I heard it again. I thought to myself, that sounds just like a rubber duck. When I opened the shower curtain, the first thing I saw were my daughter's rubber ducks right on the corner of the tub. I brushed it off and told myself that I was overthinking. The next night when I went to bed, I had the oddest dream. I felt as if I were awake, but dreaming at the same time, if that makes any sense. I was in my room, laying on my bed in my usual fetal sleeping position, facing my nightstand. In front of my nightstand, I saw a young man looking at me. I told myself that he looked like my brother and sister's half-brother, we had different fathers, and their father had another child, who was murdered a few months ago in Puerto Rico. He was looking directly at me, wearing a red shirt. I felt like I was awake, but my eyes were closed, like if I were between both worlds of sleep and reality. I couldn't physically speak to him, but I communicated with him through thoughts. So basically, he could hear my thoughts. What are you doing? I asked. He continued to look at me. He looked sad or emotional. I can't forget his face. I kept asking him, what are you doing here? He then began to write on a paper that was on my nightstand. Somehow I knew he was trying to give me a message. I was too afraid to know what he was trying to tell me. And I kept telling him, no, I don't want to know. But he kept writing. I continued to tell him that I did not want to know. But the more I said it, the faster he wrote. He began to write faster and faster and with so much emotion, I could hear the tapping of the pencil get louder and louder as he wrote. He seemed to appear sad yet frustrated as he kept writing. The way he furiously began to write had frightened me and when he lifted the paper up to reveal his message, I immediately opened my eyes. At this point, I was fully awake and still in the same fetal position facing my nightstand as I was in the dream and I could still hear the tapping of the pencil. Everything looked exactly as it did in my dream, except he was no longer kneeling by my nightstand. However, I felt a presence in my room, so I turned the light on and tried to make sense of it all. I attempted to shake it off and go back to sleep, but I still felt as if someone were in my room. It didn't feel evil, but I felt uncomfortable enough to relocate to the living room where my mother was sleeping because she had been staying with me for a few weeks. The next day, I couldn't get my mind off of it or couldn't get his face out of my head. Being that I never met nor spoke to my sibling's half-brother and only saw maybe one or two pictures of him in my lifetime, I was confused to why he would attempt to communicate with me. To reassure myself, I looked at a picture uh, my brother had of him and I was 100% sure that this was who I saw. The reason this has taken me back so much is that my brother is currently incarcerated and I have been holding on to his half-brother's ashes which are currently in my home. I told my mother about what occurred the night before and why I joined her in the living room. She believes it may have been my sibling's half-brother and thinks he could have mistaken me for my sister since we look alike and I'm living in her old apartment, but who knows. Anyway, another day passes by and that night I had another dream. I got the similar feeling of being awake slash asleep, but I knew for sure it was more of a dream. This time it felt like I was in a safe, warm place. I can't recall who I was talking to, but they gave me an end. They gave me angelic or godly vibes. As we conversed, they asked me how come I didn't accept the message. I was telling them that I knew the half-brother was trying to communicate with me and tell me something, but he kind of frightened me instead and I didn't like it. Suddenly, I just got this feeling of reassurance that I was protected. 
Not sure if this means anything or, or if that visitation or message was meant for me or if I should have accepted it, but I would love to hear your thoughts. If I have another dream tonight or anytime soon, I'll keep you posted. Thank you for being an outlet I can share with. I love your podcast and I hope to hear my story on one of your episodes. Oh, that's cute. I know. Get rid of the ashes, girl. I wouldn't. Get, Damn. Don't get rid of them. Well, but like, she got a good feeling after. Yeah. But no, he probably wanted to let you know he was okay. I don't know. That's crazy. But like when she did she say that, he was killed in Puerto Rico? Is that what it was? Or did I he think just the, die there? Like, I'm she not. I don't. I wasn't I, sure I, 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 I thought she said murder, and I have to go back and when look. She, like, the, the he was murdered. House. house? Like, like, That's like yeah. Oh, they need to not be at the house. He was murdered in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So I wonder if he was trying to tell you like what exactly happened. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's fucking scary though. I feel like I'm not like um um super well versed in all of this I just have my own experiences to share but anytime that there's a dream you have to get a dream catcher yeah it's so important fuck I should probably get one yes 100% I think it's really 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 important I don't have visitation dreams like I can't I tried like I'm trying to think of if I ever did have any yeah I don't really have. I don't even like I used to I used to have visitation dreams a lot after my grandma passed yeah and they were like scheduled like every Saturday night I would go to bed and every Sunday morning I'd wake up with a dream from her but my dreams when when shit got real yeah they were not like somebody coming to visit me it was like I was dreaming of really crazy things but a, a dream catcher helped that okay well you've got the floor let's do go. i oh yeah my God, I'm nervous <laughs> okay so i'm gonna start okay so my all starts um i was working for the school board my mm-hmm. school board that i work for now <clears throat> and i was working at the time in a church and our classrooms were in the basement of this church and it wasn't like an old church it was fairly new what church was that do you care if you say oh god it? i don't even remember i mean it was like a christian reformed church a manual christian reformed church okay so is it, in Hamilton? it is. Okay. Yeah. So my husband and I at the time weren't married. I was still living with my mom and dad. So mm-hmm. this goes back probably, uh, I'm going to say almost 10 years ago. Okay. So I was still living at home and, um, we went away for a weekend. No, sorry. I'm getting my, I'm getting my stories mixed okay. up. I was getting these really crazy dreams. Okay. So I was having these really crazy dreams to the point where I was like afraid to fall asleep. And I was dreaming of like really demonic things. Like, like, uh, like envisioning like the devil was like reading scriptures to me and oh like God. killing people or like, Oh my God. I would have dreams of like, um, a lot of like fires, like people burning in fires and I couldn't help them, but I was oh like right God. there watching it. Um, and then what the, the most scary to me, I told Amanda this story was it was a dream about me in the church that I was working at oh dear God. and I was walking up the stairs from the basement to the second floor of the church and um, I could hear my name being called. So I turned, I turned to look over my shoulder. What was it dream. like? like what, what did it it was like very like uh, melancholy, like Kate. Oh, so, like, no. Yeah, it was very, very like, oh my God. like I'm here, come no. find me. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. So uh, oh I this is all in my dream. Remember, this is all in my dream. I know, so I so. turned over my shoulder, and a woman was standing behind me, 
uh, dressed in black from her neck to the floor. Okay. So I couldn't see her skin and her face was on fire. Oh my God. So there was a lot of like fire and like, I don't know if that was like her message to me of like how she died or if she was tortured or like what, I don't know. And like, that's something I'd love to learn more about. But, um, Anyway, her face was on fire and her skin was like melting off of her face. And when I turned to look at her, she slammed her face against the cement wall and all her skin stuck to it. Oh my God. So I was having these dreams like consistently, like every night yeah. like, to the point where I was like, I can't fall asleep. Like I'm so afraid to go to bed. Yeah, obviously. So then cut to Chris and I going away for this weekend. And we, there was this little tiny, we were like up north somewhere and there was this little tiny store called uh, the Bodhi Tree or the, okay. am I saying that right? I don't know the Bodhi Tree know. or the, I don't know. Anyway, so I go in and it's like, um, like crystals and candles and okay, different, yeah. there's dream catchers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. At the time, this, this, the owner didn't have dream catchers. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in the door, it was off season and I was the only one going in and mm-hmm. the owner of the store stopped me and said, before you, before you tell me what you're here for, mm-hmm. she's like, I have to tell you that there's something really, um, like your aura is black. Like there's oh something God. stuck to you. Oh my God. So she said like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you things that I think you need. And then I went into my stories about my dreams and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So she actually went to like an Indian doctor and had a dream catcher made for me. And she had medicine weaved into the dream catcher. Oh my God. So the dream catcher worked 100%. Mm -hmm. She gave me some crystals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I still have them, but Mm -hmm. so the dream catcher worked. I was still living at home. And then, um, Probably within a year, Chris and I moved out. We got our own place. Mm -hmm. So we moved into our house and within the first week, and I took my dream catcher with me, Mm -hmm. dream catchers in my window still. Mm -hmm. And within the first week of us living there, my, the first indication that something was off mm-hmm. was we were I woke up one morning and Chris was still sleeping beside me and our door swung open and then it it sounded like footsteps were walking across no. my my um bedroom floor um we didn't have a cat at the time like we got a we got a cat eventually but mm-hmm. we didn't have a cat at the time and um so I kind of woke up Chris and I was like is this just in my head because this is like a new space for us and mm-hmm. I don't really know. It's kind of an older house. So like the hinges of the doors are kind of not centered and okay. so kind of brushed past it. And then it just kind of continued and escalated. So Chris was a non-believer mm-hmm. for a really long time. And then we got a cat and he used to blame things on the cat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that he became, so he started to, to really believe in this was he started hearing his name. No. And my husband is very, like, he's not a dramatic person. He's very, I call him, like, even Steven. Like, he's very, mm-hmm. and very, um, like, there's always a reason for something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he did start hearing his name. And then one night he fell asleep on the couch and he woke up because he felt like somebody was pushing on his chest. Oh, my and God. And he felt this, like, enormous pressure on his chest. So, um, and then it got like, it really escalated. So one night we were sleeping our first like real big, like episode, we were sleeping in our, in our bedroom and we heard a smash and it was huge. Like it woke us from our sleep. Mm -hmm. So we went downstairs and we were looking around like what the fuck is falling on the floor Mm -hmm. and we go into a room and I had some pictures hanging on the wall Mm -hmm. and it was a picture of my family Mm-hmm. And it had fallen off the wall, mm-hmm. but it was sitting upright in the 
opposite corner of the room. Oh my god. So like kitty corner to the yeah. to the corner it had fallen off yeah. of and I was like, what the fuck? Like I was scared at this point. Oh my There's god. something going on. Yeah. And a lot of pictures smashed. Um we had a picture, I have like a picture, or I used to have a picture of Chris's grandparents. I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff that um this spirit was not happy with a fan of yeah mm-hmm. so we I had one picture of of Chris's grandparents mm-hmm. that fell off of my wall and s- the frame smashed to pieces oh I kept God. it was like a cheap frame and I kept restocking my frame because I was like when's it gonna fall off again and smash and it was right. the same picture so I was like okay doesn't like this picture I'm getting rid of it mm-hmm. um the the scariest the this happened to both Chris and I on two separate occasions I had a floor lamp like this mm-hmm. with a center like a, a very similar to the bottom of this one it's a circle okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, so one day I got home from work and um, I walked into my home. And when you walk into my house, you're instantly in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And my dishwasher had been closed. And in Mm -hmm. the morning before I left, I had opened it to like remind myself empty the dishwasher. Right. So I kind of stood there for a second and I was like, I totally know I opened the dishwasher just Mm -hmm. to remind myself. But whatever. Mm -hmm. I walked down the hallway into my family room and my lamp my floor lamp oh my God. was in the center of my room on a complete angle. Oh my God. Like it was leaning, like balancing on its circular base. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that what happened. Did you do? I left. You left the house? Yeah, I left. And yeah. then where was it when you got back? I fucking left. So then, <laughs> no, I, at the time <laughs> I was waiting for a friend. A friend of mine was coming over that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to go wait for her on the front porch. Mm-hmm. And I probably chain smoked and just like That's sweated it out done, because yeah. it was real. And then I think I waited for Chris to get home just so he could be like, what the fuck? And again, at this time, I think he was like, okay, this is like maybe the cat did this or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. It happened to him too. So when we, he walked in that night or no, another an, time? A completely different time. But when he walked in that night, where was it? It was still in the center of the room. Like but, like, was, standing up straight or was it nope, on an angle No, it was still? completely on an angle. When he walked in. Yeah. That I had night. a picture of it. You have a picture of I it? I had. I, I I have to find it. I don't know if somebody still has oh it. I don't know God. what I did with it. It was on, like, one of my old iPhones. Oh, fuck. Yes. I had a picture of it. And then he, and then this happened a second time to him when yes. he came home. Yeah. This was weeks later. Weeks later. And he became a – he. this is when he was believing, I guess. And you still live there. Yes. Why? <laughs> so because right. So and then I don't like, I can't, like I'm trying to remember yeah, like all the everything. all the little things that happened like um, when we were Chris before we left the house tonight he was like don't forget to tell this story and don't forget to tell that story oh and this God. story and like just small little things like we used to smell cigarette smoke all the time mm-hmm. and like I've never smoked in the house I, I had quit smoking my husband doesn't smoke mm-hmm. um, little things like that and then um, one night we were sitting in our family room watching TV and I have like um old big wooden kind of dining room chairs mm-hmm. and one of those had fallen over like we heard it smash so we walk into the dining room but it had fallen over so hard that it was in pieces oh my god so it was like somebody had like picked it up Throwing. and threw it on the floor oh my god because all the spindles had fallen out like it was in pieces oh my god yeah so I went to a medium Mm-hmm. And um, the medium said to me, she said, like, she had read my cards and she said that she had, like, connected to spirit or I want to say spirit animals, not spirit animals, but spirit guides. Spirit guides. Thank yeah. you. No worries. So she connected to spirit guides and she said that the spirit guides 
if you're having dreams. So one of the biggest indicators was dreams. Like what are your dreams telling you? Mm-hmm. Are they really scary? Do you see really crazy things? Mm-hmm. And she said, you really have to really listen to your dreams. And I, I, when I, when she said this to me, I became really emotional right? Of because course. it was like, this is real. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. And so I told her everything. And so she came with another medium mm-hmm. and they, they smudged my, my home. Mm-hmm. And, um, since then there's been no action Nothing. at all oh but God, I heard my name one time I was in the shower and it was like that very melancholy like Kate or Catherine oh my God really fucking scary shit That's terrifying yeah and it was like this feeling of like you couldn't walk up the stairs because there was somebody walking behind you there's gotta be there must have been something in that church that followed you home so it got it stuck to me to so yeah. the medium who I who I connected with mm-hmm. said people who have really kind of who vibrate at a high frequency who are really open minded mm-hmm. really um, like bubbly people spirits will connect themselves to those types of people because mm-hmm. they are like I guess essentially gonna guide them somewhere right or I don't know but or so maybe she, you have just like a really good energy and they can maybe like feed off of it. Something right? like that. But this spirit was not a happy camper at all. Obviously not. She was a Fuck. bitch. She was a fucking bitch. Well, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Big time. Big time. They told me that her name was Elizabeth. And, um, Oh my God. Tell me everything about, like, I want to know everything. That's like, I really like other than that's really all that they told me. Like she, her name was Elizabeth. They don't really know how she died or where she came from. Um, but she stuck to me. And didn't want to. Or she was. Well, she was. They smudged me. I was like, get out of my house. They smudged (laughs) me. And since since they came and they smudged my house and and they did all that crazy stuff. And she smudged my dream catcher. Oh, good. Um, it's been pretty quiet, but, um, it was terrifying for a while. Like really, really scary. I would be, I remember when things started happening in this house, I was at work one day and I started bawling right near five o'clock cause I was like, I can't believe I have to go home. Really? Like I didn't want to come home. Yeah. And it was not nowhere near as bad as yours. What? Not even close. Holy shit. Like nowhere. Like it was really like tame compared to what? was going on with you she was like the whatever was happening this in the same year that chris and i moved into our house his dad also died so i Mm -hmm. don't know if there was like a bit of both happening in my home at one point because there were a couple of times where like chris and i would be out and he'd be like i i kind of don't feel well or i have heartburn and then Mm -hmm. we would go home and there would be like heartburn tablets sitting on the counter with like the medicine cabinet open and they would be like lined up perfectly oh my god yeah yeah i can't believe i know (laughs) yeah that's a happy one (laughs) yeah Um, it was crazy i'll just like i've talked about it on the podcast before so i'll cole's notes it but on like episode two of my podcast i had an old friend come She's a girl I used to work with and she's a medium and she brought these crystal skulls with her Okay, that were like, you know, that crystal skull Einstein that people like talk about. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like a really old skull. Right. That, like it's like carbon dated, like so long ago that they wouldn't have even had the tools to have made it back then, but it somehow exists type thing. Okay. So, um, it, um, she brought, so I guess they were having like, it was in Hamilton and she brought her crystal skulls and like they had this weird ceremony where all of their little crystal skulls were around 
the big crystal skull. And apparently, like, spirits attach themselves to these skulls. And she brought them because they talk to her. Oh. Right? Okay. So she brought them. And we were sitting in my dining room. That's why I don't record in there anymore. We record in my living room now. But we were in my dining room. And while that happened, the lights were flickering on and off. The... um. Uh, I listened to the recording back after and at one point right in between like there's like a pause in the conversation and it sounds like somebody goes like I'm gonna do it now but it sounds like somebody right next to the microphone just went and clapped and that was neither of us like if you like people can go back and listen to episode two and listen for it and it's it literally sounds like somebody clapped right next to the microphone and it was neither of us (laughs) that did that um And then she ended up leaving. She left. And then um, I'm trying to think of, like, what happened immediately after. Like, I felt uneasy immediately afterwards. Mm -hmm. While she was here, too, because I told you this is my grandparents' house. My grandfather passed away when I was, like, six months old. But he lived in this house. And she was like, oh, your grandfather's here. Like, he just wants me to pull this chair out for him. And, like, pulled it out. And she, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I asked her something about him and she was like, oh no, he's just sitting there doing his crossword puzzles. Like, does he do a lot? Of, did he do a lot of crossword puzzles? And I was like, I don't know. Like I was six months old when he died. So I have no idea. And then when she left, I called my aunts and I asked them and they were like, he loved doing crossword puzzles. He did them all the time. He didn't wow. do them in the dining room, but he did them all the time. Right. And I asked them what chair he sat in. Like, you know how like your family has right. a certain chair they yes. sit in at dinner. And it was the chair that she pulled out for him. Wow. Like of all six chairs, it was that chair that she That's pulled crazy. out. And then um, I think like the first thing that really happened was my sister had come over. At the time I was taking care of these two orphaned kittens. They had to be bottle fed okay. like every couple hours. And my sister was working nights and I was working days. So she would come here and feed them during the day and then whatever. So she was here feeding them and she heard this huge crash in my dining room. And she went and looked and nothing had fallen. There was nothing in there. And she was just like, fuck this. She put the cats in the room and she or in their room and yeah. she left. Um, and she told me. And then that night I had heard my cupboard, like I was in bed and I could hear my cupboard doors opening and closing. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just like terrified that yeah. something was like. I, I was too scared. So I remember I remember years ago. Do you remember Sylvia Brown? Of on, course I do. Yes. Uh, what was the show? Montel Williams. Montel Williams. <laughs> and I remember I remember somebody talking to her and saying, like, I have this spirit or I'm like and she said, she was like, My instructions to you are to say to the spirit or wherever you are, wherever you feel uneasy, please go away. Please don't bother me please don't hurt me or there was like I did that and that was I am not kidding you for the first I've been in my house six years now so for the first four years of my life in this house Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. on the hour I was like please go away please don't hurt me Mm -hmm. please don't scare me Mm -hmm. just if you want to if you want to cohabitate cohabitate in peace yeah but stop fucking scaring me yeah because it was constant yeah and you just always felt like there was somebody standing beside you oh my god there was one time I was having a barbecue and I was it was like me and and um Chris's cousin we were kind of the like last man standing Mm -hmm. and it was late at night and we were it was summertime we were sitting at my patio table and um he kind of like jerked because he saw he he thought he saw a shadow Mm -hmm. on my house Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, don't scare me. And at that, like at that moment, my hair was like resting on my shoulder. My hair lifted off my shoulder and smacked me in the face. Oh my God. I'm not kidding you. It was insane. And it was like, we talk about it all the time because it was like this super, super hot, humid night. Like there was no breeze. There was no wind. It was just like this stagnant air. And it was like, what the fuck could have lifted my hair up and it like smacked me in my face and we thought we like cut the night. He was like, that's, I'm going home. Like we, I gotta go. I don't think I could, I, I talked about this on one of my other episodes with my friend who was like, I was reading like something, some story that somebody had wrote in and she was immediately like, I would move. I wouldn't stay. I would move. And I was like, that's not an option. It's not, yeah, it's it's not not an option. It's not always an option. And it's not an option too, when a spirit is actually stuck to your body, like when it's stuck to your person, wherever you go, it's coming with you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I lived in my parents' home for 25 years. Yeah. And there was never an issue of like, oh, there's a spirit here. or I think this place is haunted. Mm -hmm. Like never, ever Mm -hmm. until I started working at the church. Yeah. She must have been there and she got stuck to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. It was really terrifying. Oh my God. It was really, really scary. Fucking. Well, I hope she's not connected to you anymore, but if she is, she's not welcome to stay here. No. <laughs> I'm letting her know right now. Elizabeth, Tell her to leave. You're not welcome in my house. Get the fuck out. Yeah, she was a bitch. She was she was a mean bitch. I make sure when people come in to tell their stories now, I'm always like, just making it very clear if there is any spirits in here, you're not welcome to stay. Yeah. Do you <laughs> smudge after? Do you smudge your own no, space? No, I have sage I have a sage spray. I probably should start doing it. Yeah. But like I, nothing has happened since, uh, like nothing has happened since. Okay. My dad came, like, cause I told my dad, my dad is like a super strict Roman Catholic Italian. Like it like is, would probably be very pissed if he knew I was still doing this podcast. Right. And, um, he, he's also hot. <laughs> <laughs> What's his number? He looks like Robert De Niro. Oh, so perfect. <laughs> Um, he, so he came and he like had a conversation with his dad and was like, yeah, like not like saying that, like he actually got to converse with him, but he was just like, if it's you and you're upset with Marie because she did this, like stop. If it's, if it's not you protect her, if it's someone else, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then we had a priest come and bless the whole house and nothing has happened since the priest came and blessed it, which is great. Um, and I do have like from my, uh, my friend, uh, my friend at work gave me this spray of like, it's just sage and she's like sprayed in all the corners, top and bottom corners. Yeah. Cause that's where they like to hide. And oh my like, God. I totally oh forgot God. too. So oh when I was, when, when we moved into the house, the people who moved out had left a lot of their shit behind okay. and they had just kind of left it in the furnace room okay, and it was yeah. just, it is what it is. Yeah. And so, um, when I talked to the medium for the first time, she's Hamilton based too. You should meet her. Okay. What's uh, her name? Her name's Sarah Merlatch. Okay. She's amazing. Okay. Um, she, uh, she said to me, she said, is there, like she knew instinctively, yeah. is there stuff 
in your home that was not owned by you. Yeah. And I said, yes, we have mirrors left behind. Oh, okay. And they're sitting in my in my furnace room. And yeah. she said, you need to get rid of your mirrors because mirrors are a portal for spirits. Dear God. So that's something good to know if listeners yeah. have listeners. issues. Yeah. She mm. said to clean your mirrors with salt. Okay. And or put them in sunlight because sunlight will cleanse them. Neat. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I we got rid of them like immediately, yeah, but yeah. I don't think that was the issue. I think the issue no. was actually me. So yeah. I'm always the issue, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking scary. Hey, so I loved cute. it. Remy's not scared at all. He's not. He's <laughs> the best. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I've got one left. This one comes from Michaela. So Michaela sent me this on Twitter. Uh, okay. So Michaela says, oh, yeah. <laughs> Remy, you're the best. Uh, just a little background information. I live in Alexandria, Virginia, and the property that, that I live on does have a civil war history where a battle took place and may or may not have been a civil war hospital. The house I live in, I've lived in for almost my whole life. <laughs> I don't care. My listeners have to deal with babies. But he's so cute. <laughs> he's so cute. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay. The house I live in, I've lived in for almost my whole life with the other five members of my family and two dogs. And the house is pretty new. So anyway, me and my younger sister were home alone. Ironically, we were skipping Bible study. <laughs> oh, 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 no. We uh, were watching TV in my parents' room and all of a sudden we heard a stomping up the stairs. It wasn't just like normal stomping, like that shit was loud as fuck. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I've lived in this house forever and I can hear where someone is in the house and you can hear anytime someone opens a door, window, walking around, etc. But neither of us heard any doors or anything. So I grabbed my sister and told her to hide under the bed. So we're under the bed and I'm about to call 911 thinking that there's actually somebody in the house. But instead, I call my dad panicking, begging him to come home and telling him someone's in the house. Anyway, these footsteps are coming up the stairs that lead to my parents' room, but all of a sudden they just stop at the landing and they never continued up the stairs and they never go back down. They just stopped. That's when my dad got home. He searched the whole house. No one was there. All of the doors were locked, of course, after that incident. We threw holy water everywhere, but it wasn't the first time something had happened. And I definitely get a very uneasy feeling being in the house alone. And that was from Michaela. I hear you, sister. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hear you. Yep. Um, I totally encourage people to seek out um, mediums or whoever you feel comfortable with to sage your space. Oh, gosh. So yeah. important. Get those spirits out. Get them out, motherfucker. Get them out. All right. They're pesky. So, so thank you, Michaela, for sending that story in. <laughs> Um, so the hometown haunt, okay, this is super exciting news for me, I have to say. The hometown haunt this week, guys, again, Los Angeles killed it. They listened to it more than anyone else. But again, LA, though I love you, and please invite me there sometime soon. I, I've told <laughs> so, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I've told so many of your stories that I have to go with the second most, um, listened to like the city that listened to me the second most amount of times. They were close. And it's the first time that it's never, that it has not been a US city, which I thought was really cool. So this week it is Singapore. Wow. 
That's pretty amazing that people listen to you all right? over the world. It was pretty neat. You're I international. Know. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who was recently in Singapore and I was like, were you listening to my podcast in Singapore? But I doubt that they listen to it like this amount of times. That's so, crazy though. Yeah. So anyways, so Singapore. So I looked up and okay, there are like... If you guys want some good ghost stories, there is no shortage for Singapore. Like, apparently the whole place is fucking haunted. And wow. like, yeah. So I chose what everyone, like from the forums that I looked at, uh, everyone was like, this is the scariest story. So this is the one I chose. So it's the story of, and please correct me if I say things, like if I say things wrong, like email me and tell me, but I'm going to pronounce it as Badak. Mm. So Badak has always been the location to a collection of horror stories. After the recent suicide cases in the Badak Reservoir, the authorities were pressed to not only barricade the area, but to also install suicide hotline signs. With numerous uh, sightings reported, the reservoir is probably not the place for the faint-hearted. One of the most popular stories revolves around a block of flats that were briefly abandoned before being demolished by the state uh, reason for the block's demolishment range from a family suicide case to brutal murders committed in the lift. Whatever the main cause was, res- residents would report the feeling of being watched or having witnessing flickering lights in the abandoned building. But the most renowned tale has to be the one revolving around Badak North Avenue 4, where a mother and child had reportedly jumped to their deaths from the 25th floor. Under the pressure of money loans and a cheating husband, she had worn a red dress on the fatal day and was rumored to have scribbled, it's not over, darling, on the walls with her own blood. Her husband was expectedly unable to find a buyer for the house, but had decided to move in with his mistress. After the birth of their son, things began to take a turn for the worse. Their son soon became acquainted with an imaginary friend whom he affectionately referred to as Korkor, which I guess means brother. The parents thought nothing about it until their son claimed that Korkor was bullying him. The husband, however, stubbornly deemed it as the child's imagination and refused to hear anything about it again. One fateful night, however, when their son burst into the room with the same complaint, a soft cry was heard originating from the son's bedroom. He chillingly recognized it as the same cry that his late child used to make. He ordered his son to stay in his room while he investigated the strange noise. After a fruitless search, he returned to his own room, only to be greeted with the sight of his son standing on the window's ledge. With a smile and the claim that Korkor told him that he could fly, his son leapt out of the window into his death. Even now, real estate agents are having a hard time finding prospective buyers as they'd be warned by the neighbors' tales of hearing unexplained sobbing and laughter emitting from the empty house. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. That's it. That's what I got for you guys this week. That is not cool. Sorry, I know. I realized after that a lot of the stories had like children involved, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." That's even more scared. You can sleep over. I'll come sleep at your house instead. And that's it, everyone. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at splendora underscore. DM me some spooky, spooky tales. And I'll read them, as you just saw that I do. Um, or you can email me. It's adorantym at gmail.com. What's your Instagram? Um, Kate Loves Chris. Kate Loves Chris. Yeah. 
So it's at Kate Loves Chris <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> if you want to follow Kate, give her a quick follow and let her know how fucking terrified you are of Elizabeth. Um, that's I'm going to go on Instagram now and hope I have a couple new followers. So. Yeah, not yet. It's not live. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm disappointed. <laughs> My 15 minutes of fame is not real. (laughs) Well, okay. I'll see you guys or you guys will hear me in two weeks. And stay spooky. Bye. Bye. Bye.